The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of the panel discussion. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts of this podcast, and I want to do kind of want to do a spin-off series, not a good spin-off, but add some extra content every week for you to listen to if you're interested. Um, Greg's gotten some really cool stuff solo, and I kind of wanted to do that uh, myself. So from here on out, uh, we're, I'm going to be covering video games, uh, comic book-based video games. Uh, if you don't know, I, uh, I also host a podcast called the Push Start Podcast, which deals strictly with video games. And um, I, I just kind of wanted, I was looking for something extra to do for panel discussion to, uh, you know, to help attract new listeners. And I figured I could kind of combine the two and talk about one of my favorite things, uh, one of my favorite hobbies to participate in, something that has had a big impact in my uh, my upbringing. So I took it to poll this week, um, well, this morning, uh, right before the recording, before deciding what... Uh, what I officially wanted to do, I let then I let the listeners pick. It was between Maximum Carnage and X Men Genesis, and X Men Genesis One. That is the episode we will be mini episode we will be covering today, and uh, I hope you enjoy. X-Men Genesis was a very, very big part of my, um, it was an important part of my upbringing. It's, it's probably, you know, one of the reasons why I fell in love with comic books, with comic book characters, with, uh, with the X-Men, to be perfectly honest with you. Growing up, I was primarily a Sega Genesis guy, um, and, you know, my, my taste in all those games, kind of, in consoles, it, it, it varied, it blew up. As I got older, but growing up, Sega Genesis was, you know, the first console that I ever had, uh, and it was, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. It was, it was cool back then because it was, it was just me and my dad. Um, well, my mom, of course, mom and sister, of course, too. But uh, when it came to like video game playing. It was just really bonding moments with me and my dad. And one of the games that we liked to play uh, quite a bit was X Men Genesis, and I still remember. Um, how difficult that game was. It's still difficult for me to this day. Um, and I think, you know, I, I really truly think that two-player was even harder than than one, if if that makes sense. You know, it wasn't really an adjustment of modes or, or difficulties or anything, but um, it's, a hard, it's a very difficult game. But I do have to, you know, I, I do have to admit it. I still, I still love it. I, I still really truly love it. I have a Raspberry Pi. I uh, I still play it really frequently, and it was just a uh, you know, it's just a nice nice throwback to that time period. I love early '90s X Men, Jim Lee artwork, the the costumes, the the characters, the you know the, the ones that were really truly featured back in those days. 
And, um, you know, this X-Men Genesis, I think, perfectly captures it. Maybe even a little bit better than its sequel, uh, X-Men 2 Clone Wars. And, yeah, I mean, it was just a great, just great vintage story. We're going to kind of review it uh, a little bit, and I'll get to that in a second. But, um, yeah, but first and foremost, that that was probably one of the more important games in my day. Uh, growing up with the, you know, playing the Sega Genesis all the time. Um, that's why I picked this one and, and or, you know, or Maximum Carnage to really do because of those being early influences into my love for comic books. So, um, so yeah, I mean, top to bottom, it difficult game, like we said, but it, it utilized various, uh, it, it did a good job of bringing different worlds, different villains and, you know, enemies kind of to life. And I, I really think, like, with video games, it, it, the connection between video games and comic books is super, super important. Um, I mean, what kid what kid didn't grow up wanting to be these these characters, right? You know, we, we've had so many Spider-Man games, so many X-Men games, and, and Batman, and, and so many more. And, you know, kids grew up wanting to be these characters. And I think playing these, um, these video games was kind of the... the the next best, you know, the the next best thing, aside from you know at that age dressing up like them and, and playing make believe, but uh, to be able to control some of these characters was a pretty big deal. Um, but as I said, I'm going to kind of rate and review this game as uh, kind of treat it like we do normally on the panel discussion podcast. I'm going to rate it out of uh, I'm going to rate it out of five categories. Uh, instead of art, it's going to be graphics and I'm not going to knock it for being um, really for being what it was at that point in time. We all know that video game graphics has, you know, grown exponentially since since its birth. It's it's kind of insane when you really think about how far graphics have come and I'm not going to knock it on that. So art/graphics is essentially what's going to be. Um you know, fight action. I I think you can definitely include that. There, I have played a lot of very bad superhero games that lacked in the action department, or the the, the combat was just um, was just really dreadful. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to kind of keep that one. Story, story is another one we can keep up with. Uh, we've seen bad stories in video games. We've seen really good stories in video games, and. Yeah, it's. I think it's definitely worth keeping up with there. Dialogue. I won't. I can't really use dialogue, but I'll use. Um, I guess audio is what I will use as a grading, um, a measure of grading. Because as you heard, uh, I played the old X Men Genesis intro in this, and I love, I love. Uh, cl- game music like that. I have an app on my phone where I can download that stuff and keep it, and I have a lot of classic Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, uh, superhero-based video game songs on my, on my phone that I can listen to anytime. It's um, That's how much I really I, I enjoy this stuff. And the last one uh, is pretty much replayability. You know, is, is it worth popping in again over and over again? So that's kind of what it is. Instead of replay, re-readability, it's replayability. So we're kind of going to get into it now. Um, if you've never played it before, it's uh, it's def. I think it's first. You know, it's it's definitely something worth 
going to check out. The the four playable characters in this game are um, Cyclops, Wolverine, Gambit, and Nightcrawler, which are all you know four of the I think top characters of the 1990s, especially the early 1990s. Nightcrawler's popularity grew immensely during then. Gambit, uh, you know, huge. Wolverine always big, and then Cyclops, you know, always been the leader of the X Men. And those are the four playable characters, but also you get four assist characters, which kind of became a common thing in a lot of, um, I guess you can consider it a side scroll or beat em up. Um, you know, you get these assist characters. You get, um, there's Jean Grey, Archangel, Rogue, and Iceman, which are all really cool touches. You know, I, of course, I wish I could be able to play as them, but, um, you know, just having them visually on screen is actually, it's it's kind of a treat. Um, but, alright, so let's kind of get into the nitty-gritty with this. X-Men Genesis, it came out in North America in March of 1993. And the game takes place in the whole entire, okay, every level except the very end. It actually takes place in the Danger Room, but... Um, the danger room has been a infected with some kind of virus, and it's making the uh, danger room act up. So the very first board, they are in uh, they're in the Savage Land, which is really you know it that's a, that's a really cool treat right there. And you're facing you know all kinds of different monsters, um, just all sorts of these you know these these like natives that throw spears. Like it, it's it's really cool, and I didn't really truly grasp that until. Later on, when I started reading comic books more, the you know how how neat it was to have the Savage Land in the video game, but so yeah, it starts off in the Sa- the Savage Land. Um, Juggernaut's actually a boss in this level, as well as um, Zaldane, I'm, who I'm not completely sure. Um, she kind of hops around and shoots off like these energy things, but I used to save up my uh, my assist characters the power-ups, I just let them do most of the hard work uh, for me in those levels. Um, the second level that you are in is the Shi'ar Empire, which is a really neat one. Great soundtrack to uh, to that level. This one was a difficult one, and as a kid, I remember, uh, I remember dying quite a bit, and maybe you guys remember this. Um, there was a part where you got to go on a ship. It's like a rocket ship, and it transported to some other place some other area in the game uh, but you had to fight enemies and dodge these incoming rocks and the rocks alternated between the top level uh, where you can fixate your character and stand or the bottom level of this and you had to keep alternating and it was very very easy to uh, get uh, riled up and and beat up really quick I, I, I know I died quite a few times and it got frustrating it definitely did if if there was ever like a level, and I replayed this game a bunch, and that's about as far as I got really ever um, as a kid. But that was pretty uh, pretty difficult. The boss for that level was Deathbird, which is you know a really uh, neat one, you know neat to see. The next location was the Excalibur Lighthouse, which it starts off outside outside the rocks leading up to it. You battle Sabretooth, which is you know that's another cool enemy to see. We all know how. You know, Major Sabretooth was in, in he, well, he is in X-Men lore. And then you get into the mansion, the, the actual lighthouse, and um, 
and yeah, you get to fight like these carbon copy characters uh, of of the playable characters. You'll fight like these like ghosts, like X, you know, Cyclops, Wolverine, Gambit, Nightcrawl, all these playable characters. Um, they just keep appearing. Uh, Juggernaut is back in that level, and also the main boss for that is Apocalypse, which is a uh, which is a cool surprise too. I actually prefer the Apocalypse fight in this game to compared to the X Men Two Clone Wars fight, but I mean, Apocalypse, another just absolute major villain in X-Men lore. There for the fight, and, and they're actually like, I mean, it, they do take some skill. They really do. Uh, the next one is Ahab's World, and it gets a little wild from, from there on out. I'm trying to think. Ahab is the boss in that level. Then we go to Mojo's Future Crunch. This one was a cool level, too. Uh very difficult. I mean, this this game, top to bottom, very difficult. But uh, with this one, it was it got a little bit confusing. He actually fought Mojo, and he was not easy easy to beat. But um, once you defeat him, you had to hit the reset button. It was kind of a cool little cool little feature. You had, they had to legit hit the reset button on your Sega Genesis for the game to continue, which was a Really, like that was a kind of a unique thing to use the hardware. I've I've only really seen one other game use that, um, using game hardware. You know, the controllers or the system. That that was Metal Gear Solid, uh, two especially was was definitely like that. So that was kind of a cool. It was confusing, um, but it was really cool. But after that level, the uh, the X Men discovered that the virus is actually coming from. Magneto asteroid M, and that's kind of leads to the final. Uh, it's the final mission, obviously the hardest one. You're battling all his, uh, all of Magneto's kind of followers, and obviously the last battle is up against Magneto, which is um, very very difficult boss fight. But um, I mean that's kind of the overall plot. There's a lot. I mean there's a lot of nice. There's a lot of cool story that goes on in between. But they did a really good job of utilizing mutant powers um, in the game. Wolverine can turn his claws on and off, and they draw from a, uh, a mutant power bar. Cyclops can fire off his optic blast. I mean, this all recharges. Um, but every character was kind of given unique abilities. Nightcrawler had the ability to teleport, which um, became useful in a lot of the levels because some of them turned out to be flat-out mazes. So... Being able to use you know Nightcrawler to transport to different spots was was really neat. He can use it to attack enemies. Um, you know Cyclops with his optic blast. Gambit had some really cool card uh, card things, and obviously his bow staff. So they actually did a good job of making each character feel unique. Um, you know, Cyclops and Gambit could do this like huge like flip jump into higher areas, whereas Nightcrawler couldn't. Uh, Wolverine could not do that. That's just not their mo. So they they did, actually did a really good job of that, and that was. I think that's one thing I definitely appreciate with that game. Um, but yeah, the the uh, overall very difficult, but worth a uh, worth another playthrough. Now they had a bunch of. There's some cool cheat codes for. Uh, for X-Men Genesis 2, there was one, it was a health cheat. And I'll admit, the first time that I ever ended up beating this game was about five or so years ago, but um, 
there was an unlimited health cheat that you could uh, that you could do, and it involved the controller. I wonder if anybody knew that. Um, and I'll I'll kind of read out some of these cheat codes because really they they weren't very obvious. Uh, level select and healing cheat code was unplugging controller two before you power up your Genesis. At the title screen, you hold AC down and hit start. When Magneto's when Magneto appear, appears, uh, you unplug controller one, plug it into the controller two port and press start. Put it back in port one and hit start to select a difficulty. Uh, so what this did was this allowed you, if you were near death, if you paused the game, you'd be back to full health. And I needed it. It's kind of like the Contra code. It, it, it really helps you out. I mean, it, if, you, if you use it wisely, if you know, you know, know what you're doing, you can uh, you can never truly die in that game, but it, I think that was a necessary one. There was also a uh, you know that that did bring about the level select. There was also a, a gambit level skip, which I just learned about this today. Uh, using gambit, you can bypass the first three levels. When inside the danger room, go to the control room, upper left hand corner, which is where you jump to start your missions. As you begin to disappear, hold A. And the level will start, but you will immediately return to the danger room. After the first level, you will start in Zaladin's Fortress, but you can repeat the trick and skip to the Shi'ar world and skip again to the Excalibur's Lighthouse. Before proceeding to level 4, you can replenish Gambit's power and choose your favorite X-Men hero. This enables you to start level 4 with all four, all of your X-Men at full strength. Which was, you know, that was important too because you had to upkeep all your X-Men. If one of them died, that was it. Uh, but you can keep cycling through as long as you had X-Men alive, those four featured characters alive, then you could continue to play the game in advance. But uh, health was very, you know, it did not come by very easily. So that was kind of, the Gambit uh, level skip is actually sounds really, really helpful. Um, and there's been, so you know, there's some other ones like little, tips and tricks and and all that but i i highly recommend this game i'm going to get into the rate and review portion of this so that as i said artwork graphics for its time um i think it was really impressive the initially the cover of the game uh first and foremost and on that aspect was gorgeous incredibly detailed very, very detailed and well done. It, it was one of the high points. I, I, I remember wanting to keep the, just keep the, the box art uh, for it because you can pull it out of the little sleeves. Um, so I'm going to give the, um, well, i got to include the game graph and green graphics too, um, which were uh, very, very impressive as well, I think, for its time. For 1993, I think the graphics aren't too shabby. A little blocky, but you know some of the villains looked really, really cool. Uh, Apocalypse was really neat. Juggernaut was, you know, impressive and, and felt true to size compared to some of the other characters. The um, Magneto looked very, very intimidating. So top to bottom, I, I think it was relatively good. I'm going to give the art slash graphics an eight on that um, action. Action was. Like I said, this kind of goes hand in hand with how the characters felt unique and individualized with their powers. Um, you know, different different tricks with different characters got you through these levels. There are some very tough enemies. Uh, you know, they just kind of appear out of nowhere. They they reappear. They're not like truly gone. But if you know how to utilize the characters you select, uh, it's it makes the job a little bit easier. 
and the boss fights were unique, I think, for that time. Challenging, I liked the ability to use the assist characters to help you in that manner, and and yeah, it's not bad. I'm going to give the fighting, the, the action, I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a uh, 7. It wasn't quite, I'm not going to say it was the best, because I think Maximum Carnage didn't come out too long after that, and I think the fighting was a little bit better than that, but uh, still not bad if, if you consider the time period. Story. Uh, the story was okay. Like, it, it was it was like a virus kind of infecting the danger room. I guess it's kind of a cool, um, a cool little tidbit. But... It's it did take you to some really cool locations. You know, I, I guess it, if it from a if it was like a comic book, I think it would be a kind of a cool storyline and we we've seen stuff like that before. So I guess it's not too bad in that respect. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the story a seven. Uh dialogues well, it's not dialogue, it's audio. The soundtrack was amazing and, and a big reason why I keep coming back to it. It was really really upbeat, good for its time. Um, Sega did not have, well, obviously this game did not come out on Super Nintendo. It was just a Sega exclusive, but Sega had decent decent audio for its time period. Um, Not nearly as clear as Super Nintendo did uh, or would eventually do, but um, the, the tracks are very memorable. And there's some there's some good ones and they're worth listening to. I'm gonna give the audio an a nine. I think it's one of the strong points. And replayability. It uh, when you beat it, you you're exhausted. And I mean, if you don't do any cheat codes or anything, you're relatively exhausted. It is a very grueling, uh, tough game to beat. There's just so much to it. Um, so many just traps and tricks and and this and that and and like I said, health is scarce. Health is scarce. It's going to take a lot of times. Uh, but when you finally do beat it, uh, you will be satisfied. Will you want to pick it up again right away? Probably not. Uh, there's no perk, and, and that's just that's kind of the generation, that those early 90s, you know, really anything before the 90s, uh, most stuff. There was no benefit to playing it again. If you enjoy, the, you know, the experience, the, the challenge, uh you know, like I did, I continue to pick this up to this day, um, that I think it would be worth your, you know, worth your time. But as far as like a, a like a replay value, it's, it's not very high in that manner. But uh, from a replay, pre, blah, replayability aspect that I'm looking at where here I am uh, over more than 20 years later, uh, 25 years late, you know, 25, 26 years later, I'm still picking up this game, playing it, and enjoying myself. Uh, I think it's not too shabby. I'm gonna give that an, I'm gonna give that a seven. So, uh, 38 out of 50 for X Men Genesis is what the official panel discussion score uh, will be. So, um, yeah, if you never played it before, go check it out. Go find it. Go look up videos. It's uh, it's one of those the better. X-Men games from uh, one of the better earlier X-Men games. I was just looking up. There's a one for Nintendo that I didn't like. Um, Spider-Man and, and X-Men and Arcade Revenge that I didn't. I wasn't very fond of. I'm going to review all of these eventually. 
But from a uh, a full-on gameplay experience, I think it was relatively enjoyable, and I think it's definitely worth your time. So um, thank you very much for listening to this little bonus episode. I'm going to do one of these one of these a week. We're just going to help me and Greg uh, expand our listenership, maybe attract some new uh, some new listeners for uh, for our show. So uh, till next time. Talk to you later.